Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 166. And away we go. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dawn. I'm a moan breaker. Break a plan into board. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. Welcome back. Nice, refreshing week off we had here. I am joined by Mark Schwann, the Hollywood assassin himself. Welcome back, Mark. How was your week off? My week off was great, man. I enjoyed it. How was yours? Fantastic. Loved it. Loved it? Loved it. Loved it. Didn't want to come back. Didn't want to come back. You didn't want to come back? But I did, because I'm a loyal podcast host. That's what I do. So you were in Connecticut going to a wedding in New York, right? Yeah. uh, That's weird. That was very weird. I had to go to a wedding, and the hotel was in Connecticut. Didn't think much of it. I'm like, fantastic, great. Get away for a weekend. So you had to like cross state lines to go to that wedding. Yeah, and then I realized a friend of mine asked me where the wedding was. I'm like, oh, probably Connecticut somewhere. Let me find out. Right. The address is That friend York. was me, by the way. I asked. <laughs> New York. I'm like, what? It's like a half hour away from the hotel. See, the way I have it, so I, I have my hotel half hour away from my wedding venue. Yeah. Only because that's the closest thing fucking there. That's what they said. Oh, excuse me. There? Um, there was no hotel around. But so. at least, you know, I'm still in the same state. You're crossing state lines there. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But whatever. It worked out. They had the shuttles. So it worked out. It wasn't actually that bad. All right. Fair Good enough. Times. Good times. Can't wait to go back. Can't wait for another wedding. If only I knew somebody was getting married, who would invite me to? Who? 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 I don't know. I, I don't know. I thought I did know, but I, I don't know anything at all, apparently. Apparently, neither do I. Love you, sweetie. If you're listening, you're probably not. <laughs> also, I realized this is my last wedding for a while. Good for you, man. Save your money. Everyone's married already. Mm-hmm. It's just me, another good friend of mine, or the two single guys of the group. There's one couple left who hasn't been married yet, but they're not getting married anytime soon. So I'm going to miss. I like wedding. I'm going to miss it. Now, There's something about- enjoy your break. Dude, no joke. I went to seven weddings last year. And as much as I love weddings, that was a little much. It hurt the wallet. I'll tell you that. Well, seven is a lot. Yeah. But there's just something about all your friends in a hotel, at the bar, someone's room, not worrying about kids, work, Agreed. driving somewhere. It's just unwind, relax, bullshit like good old days. Agreed. And now we don't have that anymore because everyone has families and kids to think about. They can't hang deep like that. I'm getting like that too, actually. I'm like one of the last ones, really, that doesn't have kids or it's not married yet. And I went to uh, a Memorial Day barbecue and, dude, there were like a bunch of kids running around. I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And like a bunch of them had to leave early because of the kids. And yeah. It's going to be the same for my wedding, too. Like I, I know a few people, they can't stay at the hotel. They got the kids, yada, yada. I get it. I get it. Yeah, so I loved about this wedding. It was just we're all hanging out. No one care. There's no care in the world. Just hanging out, catching up, drinking, and enjoying ourselves. Right. And, uh, something you don't get rarely, and I won't get again for a while because I'm not invited to someone's wedding. Putty, this has nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with me. Let's talk the show. We always start the show. We missed two big events, so let's go this week's wrestling replay. Go and replay one of them. So let's replay Money in the Bank, May 19th, 2019, at the XL Center in Hartford, Connecticut. Belly won the Money in the Bank ladder match in 13 minutes, 50 seconds. Rey Mysterio defeated Samoa Joe to win the United States Championship in 1 minute, 40 seconds. That's quick. 
Shane McMahon defeated The Miz by escaping the cage in 13 minutes even. Tony Nese defeated Arya Davari to retain the Cruiserweight Championship in 9 minutes 25 seconds. Did I even say that right? I don't know. Becky Lynch defeated Lacey Evans via submission to retain the Raw Women's Championship in 8 minutes 40 seconds. Charlotte Flair defeated Becky Lynch to win the SmackDown Women's Championship in 6 minutes 15 seconds. Bailey cashed in on Charlotte Flair to win the SmackDown Women's Championship in 20 seconds. Roman Reigns defeated Elias in 10 seconds. Seth Rollins defeated AJ Styles to retain the Universal Championship in 19 minutes 45 seconds. Kofi Kingston defeated Kevin Owens to retain the WWE Championship in 14 minutes 10 seconds. And in your main event, Brock Lesnar won the Money in the Bank ladder match in 19 minutes even. I did not watch this pay-per-view. Well, how much action did Brock Lesnar have in that match? Is that is there a count on that? I don't know. I didn't see this pay-per-view. It was opposite series finale of Game of Thrones. Oh, and God. I just, I just never went back to watch it because when I found out who won this, I had no desire to. Even though I heard these matches were pretty good. Both Money in the Bank ladder matches I heard were great. We're, they were great. They really were great. And honestly, you know, I, at first I was like, oh, did that really just happen with Brock Lesnar winning? For storyline purposes, I like it a lot, actually. Really? I do. But how how did he win? Did he just come down, come the ladder, and win? So what happened was, at the end, uh, were you allowed to call him Mustafa Ali? It's just Ali now, just right? Just Ali, yeah. Uh, Ali looked like he was about to win. He's He was on the very top, about to get the briefcase. All of a sudden, you hear, Brock Lesnar's music. And he comes out, tips the ladder, Ali goes out of the ring, Brock Lesnar sets up the ladder, hops up, gets a briefcase, and that's it. But he wasn't in the match. No. So therefore, shouldn't have James Ellsworth have won the woman Money in the Bank ladder match two years ago? Eh, that's a good point. Cause I don't understand how he won this. Uh, he, he didn't replace anybody. He didn't replace anyone, you're right. It's not, it's not first come, first serve. It's first come, first serve if you're in the match. Actually, no, he did replace, I think technically he, you would say he replaced Braun Strowman. What happened to Sami Zayn? Oh, in, in Sami Zayn. Oh, actually, Braun, Braun Strowman fucked up Sami Zayn beforehand. Ah, oh, it's fucked up. So, technically, he replaced someone. Hmm. That's that's a, that's a stretch. But, dude, if you play, uh, you'll see it. Randy Orton's face says it all. Really? Like, he's like he's on the side, like nursing like a shoulder, like selling uh, selling the, the the wounds from the ladder match. And he's looking up at Brock Lesnar winning, and his face says it all. Like, apparently, legend has it that they told Ali that he was winning. They told everyone Ali is winning in the match. And, like, right before the match happened, they said, okay, it's really happening. It's Brock Lesnar's winning it. I can see that. And all these guys, they did put up a great match. And they, they heard it was phenomenal. I, I heard Ali stole the show. They all did. They, they all did a phenomenal job. And I can understand, like, why they would be pissed or why Randy Orton would have that look in his face because... Especially Randy Orton. I mean, he's damn near 40 if he's not 40 already. Like, doing a match of this caliber and putting all in that work. And he's, this dude comes in there, doesn't do a goddamn thing, and wins the match. Yeah, I'll be pissed off. I understand. I would be pissed off. But as a fan, storyline purposes, I, I actually kind of dig it. You know, it gives more heat on Brock Lesnar from the locker room and from the fans. And then also, you know, it makes it interesting. Who is he going to cash in on? I mean, this the, dude is a beast. Everyone knew he's catching in. Not even close to being interesting. What, 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 about, what about the Roman Reigns and Elias? Only 10 seconds? What happened there? Oh, I forgot what happened. It wasn't memorable, really. Elias being Elias, getting yeah. squashed. Yeah. And Rey Mysterio at 1 minute 40 seconds? Rey Mysterio got fucked up. He hurt his shoulder or some shit. And then uh, also something with the same, uh, too. They, they all got fucked up. Yeah, they, how, they, how did, they, they, apparently, they just don't have good chemistry together. Because like, someone's no. always getting fucked up. How was the show overall? I heard outside of Brock Lesnar, it was a pretty good show. 
it, it was pretty good. I, I remember like enjoying. It. I remember enjoying their ladder matches. AJ Styles, uh, Thrones. I thought I thought that was really good. I heard Kofi Kevin the, was pretty good. Yes, Kofi put on a good show. The the women, the women, um, Becky Lynch and surprise it was back to back. Her matches were back to back. I thought that was cool. I, and I kind of have a feeling. Did I call it to Charlotte's going to win? I go back to the tape. I don't know. We go back to the tape, but there was no way Becky was going to retain both in both matches. I just say why have Charlotte win the belt, get a ninth quote unquote. They, they want her to beat. Rick yeah, we talked about that. Obviously, it's going to happen. Yeah, but she doesn't need this bullshit twenty second title reign. I mean, it doesn't really necessarily. Matter. It's all for storytelling purposes. I mean, yeah, but now she's like, a nine time champion, even though she's really only eight time champion. Right. I mean, it, it happens. I mean, John, you put John Cena in that level too. I mean, he won championship and Edge cashed in right away. Mm-hmm. You know, it gave an opportunity for, sure. for Bailey right there. It builds up a storyline between Charlotte and Bailey. Possibly even Becky. Uh, I think it's I think it's good storytelling right there. Did you watch Double or Nothing? I didn't. I didn't have a chance to honestly. I, I've I've seen highlights. I know what happened. It looked like a freaking sick show, man. If you didn't know what happened, Adam Page won a twenty-one man casino battle royal in sixteen minutes even. Kip Sabian defeated our boy Sammy Guevara in ten minutes even. Stokel Uncensored defeated Strong Hearts in thirteen minutes forty seconds. Britt Baker defeated Nyla Rose. Kylie Ray and Awesome Kong in 11 minutes, 10 seconds. Best friends, not me and Mark, defeated Angelico and Jack Evans in 12 minutes, 35 seconds. Cody defeated Dustin Rose in 22 minutes, 30 seconds. That's like the match of the year. That was a great match. The Young Bucks defeated Lucha Brothers in 24 minutes, 55 seconds. I'm a big Lucha Brothers fan, so I'm assuming this was a good match, too. Mm, I saw some spots in there. No? I'm, I'm, I'll knock that in a moment. In your main event, Chris Jericho defeated Kenny Omega in 27 minutes, even, which now means Chris Jericho faced Adam Page in a future match for the eight. You're not talking about match. what happened at the end. What happened at the end, buddy? Some backstabbing lowlife jumped turnstile and attacked Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. John Moxley, brother. Yeah, whatever his name is. Whatever. whatever that's, what, that's what made him famous. No, it's not. Oh, come on. No, it's not. Are you going to play that game? The majority of people did not know who John Moxley was until Dean Ambrose came around. Oh, stop. Stop. So. Stop your nonsense. Whatever. There would be no Dean Ambrose without John Moxley. No, that's not true. Not true? Can we just call him Benedict Arnold? Let's call, let's call Spade Spade. You might as well call Chris Jericho Benedict Arnold. Next show is cool. You might as well call Awesome Kong Benedict Arnold. You might as well call Bret Hart. Bret, Bret Hart was a huge surprise. <laughs> I was reading an article uh, after the wedding, because that's why I didn't watch it, about maybe Renee Young getting punished. And Nat- Natalia as maybe well. Maybe Natalia getting punished. I'm like... No. I mean, why would why would Natalia get punished for what? What what happened in there? Yeah, for her for then, her uncle. And then I found out what what, what what Bret Hart. Why would you bring Bret Hart in for this? Shots fired. That's, That's why. St- stupid. Shots are definitely fired there. Bret Hart needs that money. Come on. Maybe he does. We don't know. That's true. I don't think he does. Maybe Bret Hart recognized the importance of this. Maybe he just wanted to make history. Yeah. It's been reported that Dollar Nothing pulled in an estimated ninety eight thousand buys between TV and digital purchases. Two-thirds of the show came from the United States, followed by the United Kingdom. To compare, All In drew 55,000 pay-per-views. Big jump. With replay buys, Double or Nothing is estimated to top ECW's best pay-per-view, which drew 99,000 buys, which is the biggest wrestling pay-per-view not produced by WWE or WCW. Okay, there we go. That's a, I mean, That's a big start. Okay, great. Good for them. You're not sold. No, I'm not sold at all. It's one show. Okay. I'm going to rocks off to one show. Let me... I'm gonna wait till October till the show starts. So you're not you're not counting all in at all. I figured I would be, but apparently people aren't. 
there, why wouldn't they? Because it wasn't an AEW show. Technically, it wasn't AEW. It was like before I feel the same AEW. Way you, I feel the same way you do. I thought that was their first show. But Not they, officially. It was like unofficially. Yeah, officially, this is their first show. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. And the next show is going to be All Out? Well, enough of these references. Come on. What's, what's the fourth show going to be called? Come on. Double Zero? Dude, you're such a hater. I don't know why. I'm a hater of Staten. Dude, they came out swinging. And literally, apparently. <laughs> yeah, with, with uh, Cody Rhodes. We'll get into that later. Okay. They, I mean, they came out swinging, man. And, and they, they really they did a great job. And then what, what, what does WWE do? How did they respond to Raw and SmackDown? You would think they would step up their game, maybe come back with something. And they don't. Well, what's the biggest thing they did? Sami Zayn references AEW and Raw. Look at Charlie Caruso in this lime green dress. Mm. You're such didn't, a perv. Didn't hear a word you just said. You're such a perv. <sighs> what were you saying? Anyway, I'm a big fan of Goldust. Love Goldust. Dustin Rhodes? Yeah. I love respect for this guy. Love this guy. He's 50 years old. Because he can, I know he can go. And there was rumors was, we talked about it, when the show started like three years ago, there was rumor was they were going to give Goldust a push and feud him with John Cena for the title. I don't remember that. If something happened, he'd either quit or fail a drug test, he had to leave. Mm-hmm. I think he got injured, actually. No, I remember. Oh, yeah, in, yeah, you're right. He's, he he, got, got, injured, he yeah. got injured. So, I like Cody Rhodes, too. Cody Rhodes is fantastic. And I was, I felt such humiliation, the whole Stardust thing. Mm-hmm. And finally, for these guys to get a chance to go one-on-one legitly. No gimmicks, no characters, no real fancy, match shitty storyline. of the year. This is one match I will go back and watch, because I haven't yet. I would plan on it. Because and the ending to it as well. I saw that clip. Tag team thing, right? Oh, that was emotional as hell. That's what's wrestling a is cheesy, about. A little cheesy. No, stop. I, it, I, need, my, I need my brother. You don't need a cold dust. It had all the ups and downs that you want in a match. It, it tugged in your emotions. That's what wrestling is about, man. It, it told a story. It told a, it told a story, and that, that's what wrestling's all about. I saw a clip about Stone Cold versus Dude, uh, Dude Love from back in the day, and it, the crowd was so hot, they were into it. It told a story, and that's what it's about. It, no one cares, and that's why I wanted to bash a, a little bit. I, I hate bashing wrestlers um, with the Young Bucks versus... Um, Lucha Brothers. Versus Lucha Brothers. It was a spot fest. There, there was a... Uh, yeah, I can see that. It, that it was a, yeah. There were a bunch of spots in there that it just... It didn't really show anything. It wasn't storytelling. It was just, hey, look what cool shit I can do. And honestly, that's not wrestling for me. You know, I respect the hell of, of both teams. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't want to knock them. I really don't. But, like, you know, I, I, I feel like AEW, what they want to do, like, that's not it. I, I feel like they don't just want to show off the cool stuff that people can do in a ring anymore. You know, it's it's wrestling is founded on storytelling and telling cool stories. And, hell, if, if you could do some athletic stuff in a ring, too, while telling that story and pushing forward, then so be it. But that match did nothing for it. I feel the same way about de- those death matches. That's not real wrestling. No, it's not. Pat from the Bullerall Bullies called it, even a minute, that wasn't wrestling. It's performance art. That makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. So I guess Young Bucks, Spot Fest, they're just artistically showing their abilities. Hey, that, that's really what it is. And it, it's just, I don't know. I, it's, there, some people really dig that. Some people would call that wrestling. I think there was a This Is Wrestling chant at one point. Like, no way, really? There was some sort of chant for it. I, I forgot what it was. And I just, uh I was like, no, no, that's not what wrestling is. Why didn't you watch this? Honestly, I, I was, I was on the go. I was too busy. I was drunk somewhere. <laughs> what else to do? 
what was it? That was Saturday. Where was I Saturday? I can't remember. I, I was honestly, dude, no joke. I, I was drunk that whole weekend, probably. So was I, buddy. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Ric Flair style. Woo! Get another drink? Yeah. While we get a drink, Mark, we got an interview this week. Piggy Sanchez is around. Oh. She's down with us to give us a chat. Remember when our first in the experiences, me and uh, my former partner, Green Man, went to? Piggy Sanchez was there. He wrestled. Fantastic wrestler. This guy's been in business for a while now. Surprising. Learned a lot during this interview. And I remember he was in the middle of the ring, and we threw him one of our T-shirts. We were out of shirts. It was a woman's shirt. Oh, no. He didn't know. He didn't care. He rocked it, wore it, and put it on the middle of the ring, wore it the rest of the night at the bar. So it's a moment I'll never forget. Thank you, Pete Sanchez, for doing that for us. That's so dope. So here's a little snippet of the interview. The full interview will be available on our YouTube at a shot of wrestling. So definitely check it out. I've heard this interview. Something I'm looking forward to. So, uh, Pinky Sanchez, take it away. What up? It's El Presidente, Pinky Carlos Sanchez. And uh, tonight on the show, we talk the new royal baby, this bad weather we have in the city, and um, the changes to Uber throughout the city. Very interesting stuff, everybody. <laughs> what up, everybody? Brother. It's, uh, <laughs> it's El Presidente. Just want to tell everybody uh, how wonderful it is to be on a shot of wrestling. It's, it, my story is like any other person's story in wrestling. You know, you came in, you started training, you paid dues, you set up rings, and you got put on show sometimes, you know? Um, when, I, when I started training, ECW closed down. They just closed down, so the independents were about to start skyrocketing, you know, and getting really, really popular. Mm-hmm. So I, I started going to these shows before the independent scene was a thing. The moments I like to get the fans in is comedy. Something really funny. Mm-hmm. Get them to laugh. Get them to just be like, oh my God, I can't believe he just did that. Something quick-witted. Yeah, I was a little bit of a class clown. <laughs> you know, um, Jim Carrey. Was, was was a guy to me when I was a little kid. Sometimes you don't even need to like really give him a story. You know, sometimes you don't need to over beat him over the head with anything. You just give him a good contest and act accordingly and you're good. Any advice for a new parent being that you have two kids, what would that be? Just watch them. Watch them and don't let them fall. Don't drop them. <laughs> Keep your eye on them. Pay attention to them. Enjoy it. It goes by fast. Where did express, the express. where did the uh, mask come from? I was in a Halloween store around my area, and um, I saw that devil mask, and I said, "I want to wear a mask." When I did death matches, I went all the way in. You know, I always enjoyed them. I never felt like they were unsafe. I never felt like, "God damn, like why did I do this?" Ever. You know, I just had tons of fun doing them. The Wrestling Illuminati, <laughs> the independent Wrestling Illuminati, uh-huh. is, is, is basically cleaning up wrestling right now. So, you know, the people that do travel and do go to other shows and, and put the work in, we're going to make sure that everything is taken care of so that when you do see wrestling shows and we're fans pay a ticket, you see quality, you know? Is anybody from the Wrestling Illuminati in AEW right now? Hmm, let me think. Probably, but they'll, they'll kill me if I say anything. <laughs> <laughs>
It's in the news with Michael J. Putty. Again, thank you, Pinky Sanchez. Again, that interview will be available on our YouTube. It's out of wrestling. Awesome guy. Awesome interview. Definitely check it out. All right, let's get into some news. Let's get into it, my man. Last stuff happened this week. Yeah, a lot. Busy week. Not much time. Let's get right into it. W officials reportedly scripted Sami Zayn's AEW mention on Raw. This is a huge fucking deal. I was surprised this blew up as big as it did. I get, I get why they did it. I just don't understand why they did it. That makes sense. Well, here's the thing. I mean, apparently Vince McMahon. I mean, reports are going on that Vince McMahon made a huge fuss about backstage, but no one really knew if it was just like to put like the to make this a work against the guys as well. We yada yada. The reports are quoting. Work the boys backstage, air quotes. Right, right. And, and who knows? I mean, especially after that John Moxley interview on, on Chris Jericho's mm-hmm. show, Talk is Jericho. A great interview, by the way, if you haven't checked it out. Please listen. You'll love it. Vince, who knows with him anymore? We don't know. But I'll tell you this. I, if Sami Zayn did that by himself, he's an idiot. We well, have probably been fired well, he won't be fired probably suspended he, someone, he, something would happen he would get buried it's we'll not happen next week if he gets buried or not. especially after what happened with john moxley like, there's no way they're just going to flat out release him plus like, pw insider made a good good point where if it wasn't scripted if this was off the cuff sammy jane trying to make way for himself name or a waves they could have used their 15 second delay to edit it out right they edited it out of their youtube play playback there was no way in hell that it was Sami Zayn doing it on his own. Yeah, there so, was again, no way. I, I understand why they did it. Mm-hmm. But again, I just don't understand why. Reference somebody who's not in your league, not in your competition yet. Everyone is hyping them up to be, but we'll see what happens. Well, again, oh, Dave Meltzer. Was it Dave Meltzer that, that said it? He believes. No, no, it wasn't. It was Vince Russo. Vince Russo funny. believes that AEW and WWE are in bed together. It's funny because I thought the same thing. But it's obviously not true. But it's, that, thought, obviously that, thought they, that thought that crossed my mind. There's, I don't think there's anything that says it's obviously not true. Vince Russo, I mean, take it with a grain of salt what he says, but I, I don't know. I think it would be good business in a way with the way yeah, WWE, it, it, ECW had their thing. For Vince, it would be win-win because he funded ECW back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, But AEW doesn't need funding. No, they don't. They don't need the press. They don't. They don't need the rub. I don't say why. Especially if it's preoccupied with the XFL coming up. Maybe. I, I don't know. But, like, I don't. Obviously, this means AEW made that much of an impact where WWE felt like they needed to do something. I don't know. Obviously, people are talking about it. There's a lot of talk about it. Which I get why they talked about it because to keep the air quotes legitimacy of this unscripted fan questioning and yeah. try to bring real, realism to this. Electric chair thing, and they want to make that that third hour a little bit more edgy yeah. and yada yada. I I don't know, but hey, I mean, I, do you it, think the AW reference worked? Did it succeed to what they wanted to do? We're talking about it, so yes, yeah, the internet blew up. We're talking about it, so yes, it did it did work. So although Raw sucked, the next night people weren't talking about Double or Nothing. People were talking about Sami Zayn referencing AW. So I guess it did work. Yes, it worked for both of them. Honestly, if you think about it. He could, they have a free press on a global platform. Right. Because these, these 12-year-olds, casual wrestling fans, don't know who AEW is. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's, what's AEW, mommy? We don't talk about that. <laughs> That's me if I was a parent. <laughs> That's exactly I was thinking that, too. <laughs> now, the news. Uh, Dean Ambrose appeared on Chris Jericho's podcast. John Moxley. I'm sorry. Benedict Arnold appeared on Chris Jericho's podcast. And he talked about quitting WWE. 
Here's some highlights. I'm going to run right through them. You heard it, so yeah. you can give more input than I can. He knew he wanted to leave the company on July 2018 when he was out with injury. He refused to read a script promo because he believed it was idiotic, ridiculous, while Vince thought it was great. He talked about enjoying the Make-A-Wish stuff and how he grew up and became an adult in WWE. That's a good sign. He thought him cutting the promo against Roman Reigns' cancer was just distasteful. I can't believe they would do that. I mean, I guess I could, but... I was assuming that that was the promo where he came out and just said one line and left. He, uh, there was also another thing that he refused to say, and he wouldn't even say it on the Jericho show because he goes, that was way too far. With Roman Reigns? Yeah. But there was one time where Seth Rollins was in the ring, he came out. There was another time, and he says he, he regrets saying that after the fact because there was something else that he was trying to get rid of that he was so blinded by that that he forgot about the line he said about Roman Reigns. And after it, he was just like, no, that, uh, I can't believe I said that. No, that was, that's what I'm talking about. There's a, Seth Rollins came out, and Dean Ambrose came out into the ring. And just said, like, go go get him or slay the beast or something like that and left. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to say a lot of other things, but he just ignored the script and just said that one line and left. He didn't talk about that. He's, remember that, uh, he was talking about the whole getting shots of vaccinated promo? Oh, God. And that's when he 100% knew he was leaving. Can't blame him. This is kind of a big statement. He said he was excited to return to wrestling, but not returning to the WWE. In fact, they offered him a new contract. Didn't even look at it. Right. Like, talk about, I, mean, I didn't listen to the interview yet, so anything I'm missing... Add, add on to it right no absolutely i mean like um there's a lot of things here you know it, it does sound like at first at first glance like if you didn't listen to the interview it just sounds like dean ambrose has a lot of sour grapes against wwe and that was not the case dean ambrose does say like he he doesn't regret his time in wwe wwe actually gave him some good times he did give praise to wwe but he also mentioned he stated the truth he was very matter of fact about it he wasn't necessarily sour he was just, hey, listen, you know, WWE pretty much almost made him lose his passion for wrestling in general. It's he crazy. Said, he said if it wasn't for AEW, he still wouldn't be working for WWE because he he just started hating it that much. It was just the writing. There was a thing it was, was like, it, if AEW wasn't around, he would still leave? Right. Yeah. Right. Because what the impact? He, he said he wouldn't even wrestle, like, pretty much. Like, it, it's just... Well, that's what he told them. He told Vincent Triple H he wanted to go shoot a movie and pursue other options. Now... He turned himself and stabbed him in the back by joining this wrestling promotion right away. They shouldn't be surprised. And Vince McMahon, like, all of a sudden, acted like he was surprised. However, Dean Ambrose apparently fought with Vince McMahon time and time again about these promos and his character. I don't, I don't understand why these promos are so scripted and so, like, you got to do what I say or else. Do you think Vince is getting comfortable? Got got comfortable? Vince just like you guys are gonna do whatever. What else are you gonna guys are gonna go? Vince lost touch. I mean, Vince is like yeah, he's not touch, even yeah. he's not even going back to the attitude era. He's going back to like the early nineties, late eighties. So well, do you think this will shake him up? Do no. You think, do you think things will change? No, I don't. Said. I because honestly, it, it would have already. We would have seen a shift already. I, Sami Zayn mentioning AEW is not enough. He, SmackDown was good in the sense that you know there were there were good matches and SmackDown is consistently good. Uh, Raw just shit the bed. Like there was nothing really eventful that happened. You know it, they they need to do a lot more. If if this is what AEW is going to consistently give and yes, Putty, you are right. It was one show. Sorry, I'm sorry. What? It was one show. No, before that, you were right. Thanks. It was a great show. I didn't watch it. From the stuff I've seen, from the from the small enough stuff I've seen, it was a, it looked like a great show. From what I've heard as well, I wish I really do wish I watched it. But with that being said, if that's what AEW consistently brings to the table, WWE is in trouble if they do not adapt. They were in trouble in the late '90s, and they did adapt. And, and they won. did adapt. 
So I'm wondering. If- but when Vince McMahon was on top of his game, it's Vince McMahon is a seventy-something-year-old man who, who's more stubborn than ever, and he's not letting go of his reins. There, no pun intended. I think he just got too complacent. He's like, maybe. What are you guys gonna do? Leave? Where else are you guys gonna go? Now there's an other option for them to go. I'm assuming somebody got to wake him up here. This might be it. I mean, you you have a lot of main players in AEW. Cody Rhodes is a great mind. So is Dustin. Uh, you know, they came from Dusty Rhodes. I've said they signed D Malenko. They signed D Malenko. They have yeah. Jim Ross, Chris Jericho. There's an interview where Paul Heyman talked about how he's staying with WWE and he wants to do everything to make WWE better. So I'm happy he's uh, staying loyal to somebody. Someone's loyal in this business. <laughs> well, but that can only go so far. I mean, if say for example, the think, wor- the worst thing that could happen for WWE right now is if they make Paul Heyman a head yes. writer. And Paul Heyman gets frustrated with Vince McMahon yet again, and Paul Heyman leaves to AEW. Then, then that's it. Game over. In my head, I'm just, as you were talking, I have a mental picture of Vince appreciating and respecting Paul Heyman, but Triple H needs Paul Heyman. I think Triple H knows that if they lose Paul Heyman, it's a huge loss. Triple H, he's the game for a reason. And it's not just again. It's not just a thing for t- selling T-shirts. Like he, he really is the game. He gets yeah. it. And I, I hope to God Vince, uh, Vince McMahon does realize one day, like, hey, we need to step this up. Triple H, what do you got? Well, I'm really excited the day that happens. Yeah, uh, the whole wrestling landscape is going to change when that happens. It's going to be mad cool, but hope, hope it won't be too late in the game. At this point, I mean, the stuff that John Moxley has said about WWE. Apparently, a lot of people in WWE, a lot of people in WWE in the locker room right now feel the same way. Yeah. Do you feel it's fair for them to punish Renee Young? Though we haven't seen it happen. I don't assume it's going to happen. It's it's happened before, though. I mean, look what happened when CM Punk left. Look what happened to AJ Lee. Uh, they've done it before, but now it's just like it's a lot more open. If they do anything to her, the backlash is going to be right. Well, if you if you hear the interview, actually, they, they kind of talk about that okay. too. Like. The, the, the original intention that they wanted to do WWE was to bury Dean Ambrose on his way out. And they, had, they actually caused a big thing with EC3. It actually, in turn, hurt EC3's push. Amanda Watson, 2019. Right. Man, I missed the... It's going to eventually oh. be an e- AEW, uh, AEW, probably. But... Yeah, probably. Probably. But, you know, if fans are wise to that now, WWE is aware of that. So I think Renee Young might be safe. Hope she so. might be. If not, then I'm sure she'll be glad to enjoy uh, yeah. her time with her husband then. Moving on to another news. Something big happened while we were away. The uh, 24-7 championship was revealed. <sighs> Dave Meltzer revealed the idea for the belt was actually pitched by USA Network itself. USA Network has not been pleased with low ratings and apparently pitched a bunch of ideas to the two band. Apparently they all sucked. Many of which were described as quote-unquote terrible. But he loved the 24-idea concept. What does that tell you, considering the fact that a lot of ideas have been pretty bad lately from WWE? Well, USA Network and MC Universal aren't in the wrestling business, so I can't imagine what those horrible ideas were. And for Vince McMahon to say they're horrible, they got to be horrible. He's the best in the business, Mr. McMahon. Despite despite his recent out-of-touchness, we wouldn't be here without him, so he knows what he's doing. you got to have a tag match between uh, Chris Lee Knows Best (laughs) versus... uh... (laughs) Kids. The guys yeah, were suits. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Meltzer went on to say how there's been talks about defending the title on YouTube and Instagram. Oh, they should do that. And actually, during the performance center when TV's not on, like their off days of TV. Yeah, I think that's great. If it's if it's really like 
twenty four seven they should. I honestly, our truth is a great champion to have as as a twenty four seven champ right now. I'm not a fan of this title. You're not a fan of the concept or the belt itself. Both. It's just like it's too gimmicky. The belt means nothing. Well, it's not like it's a mid card title. Would, I, would you see the hardcore championship meant nothing? No, because it was a hardcore. It eventually lost its luster. It became a gimmick title. Being the twenty four seven champion means what? You don't get the opportunity. You're not getting TV time, apparently, if you're going to go on YouTube and Instagram. There's no point to this title. Except no, giving they, the, the nobodies a chance to be on TV. I, you call them nobodies, but dang it, we've talked about time and nobodies, time again. Yeah, but just the people who aren't being used. Right, people who aren't being used to be on TV and give them a reason to be on TV instead of putting, them, seconds, in, but. Instead of putting them as BS matches. Or these, another six-man match. Or the, the same old crap. It switches it up a little bit. And then, yeah, you know, hey, if they're on social media, then why not? It gives them more views. It gives the championship more views. They probably replay it on uh, on TV as well. I, I, I like the concept of the championship. I really do. I think it does make it a little bit more fresh right now. How long will it stay? Who knows? Honestly, I thought the Cruiserweight Championship has been around longer than I thought it would. <laughs> but hey, we don't know. But at the same time... The name of the title, I'm not a, bit, not a fan of, and also the the championship belt itself looks awful. This is like a 1950s jukebox, it, <laughs> like Brock Lesnar's uh, yeah, money in the bank jukebox. There, it looks like a boxing championship, actually, actually, like a welterweight boxing championship or some shit like that. Maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. No news. Yeah, I guess we can move on. Ric Flair posted two videos on his YouTube. He got a promo where he says he's never going to grow up. He's never going to give up. Flair also mentioned that his hospital bill was like, what, $1.8 million? Oof. Most of it covered by insurance, thankfully. But damn, man. How is Sam Moo not covered? And yet? I don't know. It's true. I don't know. Maybe his wife? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what she does. In the second video, titled Back in Action Part 2, Part Flair two. addressed comments made by Shawn Michaels during the ESPN 30 for 30. Which was like a year or two ago. And I quote, Rick doesn't love Richard Flair. I don't know that he's ever taken the time to get to know him or to find out who in the world he is. Apparently Flair didn't like that. He said, and I quote, Sean Michaels, I'm sorry, but you're not in the position to judge me, buddy. Telling me I'll never know who Richard Flair is? Who are you to judge me? Are you kidding me? You idolize me, and then all of a sudden, contempt for what? I guess Richard Flair's been singing this for a while. Like I said, he came over like a year ago, right? Yeah, I, I, it's... Oof. Uh, did, did he finally shit. just watch it while he was recovering? Like, uh, I, I, I haven't watched it yet. I taped it. You wait. You've never watched it yet. It's still, on my DVR. I've not watched it yet. What? Very loud. Well, we're leaving. We're stopping this right now. You need to watch this, man. All right, great. I did the show by myself. Fantastic. <laughs> Bye, my pants. It's it's one of the best thirty for thirties I've. Seen. I heard. Yeah. I, I to my DVR. Waiting to watch it. Give me a break. It's been a year. Why we prefer wait a year to do this? Like, what's what do you think? This is leading to what I think the port of this is. I think they can reconcile. Why is this news now? I don't know. I, I, I really, I have a couple of theories here. A, Ric Flair just watched it. That could be the case. And which case, I'm surprised he put it on YouTube and didn't address Shawn Michaels since they are friends in real life. Um, so which leads me to another theory that this might be a work. Maybe Saudi Arabia wants to see Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels. I don't know. Oh, yeah, right. Um, the sad part about that is, is that it's never going to happen, but it's believable. It's believable. <laughs> the way you said it, yeah. Another option that I'm going with, and I really don't want this one to be true. Okay. Because it'll break my heart. Ric Flair's losing it. Mm. 
don't think so. I think she says she's hurt by what Sean someone who thought he was his friend. It, it very well could be like, option one. He but just watched it. Maybe. Maybe there are people that don't watch their work. There are people that don't watch their their interviews. Maybe he just watched this for the first time. And was like, oh, what, what, what did Sean just say? Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, I I would be surprised though that he didn't address that. Uh, you know, behind the camera, like you know, not in front of the camera. I, yeah, that's I, weird. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Hope to kiss and make up soon because the two are awesome. Because Ric Flair has mm, clock ticking. I don't necessarily know if, like, I've seen it. Like, I don't necessarily know if Shawn Michaels necessarily meant, like, anything really bad behind what he like said. He it doesn't sound like it was, like, a derogatory or... Because if you watch it, like, Rick, Ric Flair lived his character. I, I read his his autobiography. Like, Ric Flair lived his character for such a long time that what Shawn Michaels said very much could be real. Like, hell, listen, I'll tell you a story about me. Like, I, uh, I took on a character for, you know, for a play... Right, I I did method acting for that part, and I was legit that part. I thought that's who I was. I wouldn't respond to my name. I wouldn't respond to my character's name. And honestly, like Daniel Day Lewis. I went Daniel Day Lewis's part. It was probably one of the best performances I did, and crushed it. Got great reviews. But for a whole year, I didn't know who the hell I was anymore. Like I really need to be trained again how to be Mark Schwann again. For a year, that happened, and I performed that part for what. It was like a couple months. So Rick Flair, Rich Flair, whatever you want to call him, you know, he's been playing the part of Rick Flair for decades. Yeah. I, I could yeah, I would agree with Shawn Michaels. I don't necessarily think Shawn Michaels meant anything bad by it. I I don't know if Rick Flair took it out of context or whatever, but I don't know. We love both these guys. You know who else loved both these guys? Who? Probably stuck in the middle. Triple H. I mean we this, that- this is gonna get solved. I mean during the beginning of the show, uh, Cody Rhodes smashed Triple H's throne with a right. sledgehammer. Clearly a shot at Triple H. Was it? No. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I didn't see yeah, it. It definitely, it definitely was. I didn't see it. So It, def- it definitely was. That was a well, definitely this, Triple H's throne. This week, Triple H took part in a media call to promote NXT TakeOver 25. He was asked during the call about Cody responding to Triple H's shot he took at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Triple H said the shot he took at the Hall of Fame ceremony was him just addressing the elephant in the room. Billy Gunn being there. When asked about the throne smashing incident, Triple H, the why he should be running WWE right now, consummate professional, he said, and I quote, for me, I don't even really think about it, to be honest. When it comes to this takeover, I just want to put out the best product possible. Totally ignoring the question. Totally diverting that question back to business. You know, Triple H is the best. Triple H is a true pro. Granted, were his eyes open to it? Is he aware of what happened? Did he probably feel a certain emotion about it? He had to. I am sure he did. I'm sure he felt some sort of emotion about it. Did he probably want to lash back, do something in Raw? Who knows? But during an interview like that, knowing that this company could eventually be his in the very near future, like he had to be a professional. And he did a great job. I'm sure his wife is coaching him along the way, too. And finally, in other news, ready for this one? The National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum announced it finalized the class of 2019. Okay? Okay. Not a big deal. Right. Who cares? I'm mentioning for a reason, obviously. Right. The class of 2019 will include Beth Phoenix will be the living inductee. Oh, wow. Bruno San Martino, the posthumous, posthumous, I see this word? Posthumous inductee. Thunderbolt Patterson will win the Luthez World Heavyweight Championship Award. Sergeant Slaughter will go in as the Frank Gotch Award. Brian Shields, the Jim Melby Award. And Daniel Cormier will go in as the George Tragos Award. Wow. 
How do you have a Hall of Fame in 2019 that does not include Bruno Sammartino and Sergeant Slaughter? Right. This the thing just open up now? Mm-hmm. Like, where have you guys been for the last 25 years? How do you just include Bruno Sammartino now? Well, WWE... And Sergeant Slaughter? That's ridiculous. WWE just included Bruno Sammartino not too long ago. Yeah, there was heaps in these guys. Right. There's no heaps around Sergeant Slaughter? I mean, Sergeant Slaughter's going in now? Who... What the fuck you guys been? A little... The lights of the game, are you guys? <laughs> Bruno Sammartino going to the Hall of Fame in 2019 is ridiculous. Wow. Punny, I've never seen you so heated. I've never seen you. I need you. a drink. Congratulations, Bruno and Sergeant Slaughter. Well past due. 2019, both of you guys are going to the Hall of Fame now. Congratulations, Beth Phoenix. Yeah, Big congratulations, David Cormier. Well deserved. But Bruno Sammartino and Sergeant Slaughter going in 2019 to any Hall of Fame is mind-boggling. Well, Bruno- any Hall of Fame should be built on those guys' backs. Sorry, did you want to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, Bruno Sammartino is not in my Hall of Fame yet, but I don't have a Hall of Fame, so that, that could be uh, why. I hate you so much. TJ Marconi boot you in the face. TJ Marconi won't, because I'll sue him. He, he knows that. Can I get my drink now? Can I get my drink now? Yes, go ahead. Have a drink. A shot of wrestling for this here and here. Marcus again to Raw and SmackDown. Both shows kind of sucked this week, right? It, you know, it, it just didn't meet up to the standards where I thought it would be. After what AEW did again at Double or Nothing. Again, uh, which you didn't see. Which, again... I have the internet, and I'm able to see clips and see what happened and piece together. Like, what do you want from me, putty? To watch the show and report back? Do, um, how did you interest me before? What am I? The what am I? The what assassin? Hollywood. I'm the Hollywood assassin. So that means my schedule is very what? Lame. Very busy, putty. Very busy. Oh, not the word. I mean, close. You're a jackass. My first experiencing the Brock party. Right. Kind of enjoyed it. Right. I enjoyed seeing. He's this got some moves there. Did you see his dance moves? This, instead of this big hunk of douchebag just staring into the camera with dead eyes while Paul Heyman talks, he's showing some personality. I actually enjoyed myself. I actually liked this Brock Lesnar. I did. I enjoyed that, too. <laughs> I kind of dug the fact, too, that he, uh, he's like, wait, you say I have this for a year? I didn't like that. I thought it made him look bad, though. No, I kind of like that because he obviously he's it's it keeps with the whole real thing. Like obviously he doesn't care. He doesn't know. Of course he's not going to know. Paul Heyman would say, "Wait, I thought you knew. How do you not know this? Who doesn't know this? Brock Lesnar doesn't care. Ugh. He doesn't care to know. I think it plays up great. I I, I kind of dig that. I don't know how I feel about Cesaro's new theme music. When he came out two weeks ago, I didn't like the fact that he came out with Sheamus's theme music because Sheamus is not here anymore. Sheamus might be done, period. Yeah, I'm happy he's got his own theme song, but why don't I go back to the what it was? Why did this... I'm not, maybe it'll grow on me? I'm just not feeling this theme Honestly, song. I forgot what it was. Yeah, so did I. It's, it's been so long that I forgot. You mentioned it earlier. Why, after 10, did they go to the black and white, quote-unquote, edgier Raw? Nothing, there's nothing edgy about it. There's nothing different. Just why black and white after 10 o'clock? Like, Raw... Goes to the war zone. Remember back in the nineties. Yeah, no, I think that's what they're kind of looking to do. But there's no difference. There really isn't much of a difference. I mean, it looks better. With I, black the white. camera angles are a little different too. Are they? they are. I, I uh, it started when McFoley came out to introduce the twenty four seven championship, right? And he he dropped some references about that as well. So I figured they would do something about it. But no, there's no reference to it. There's nothing no. different about it. So I don't know what the point of it is. 
I don't know. It seems like there's way too many commercials this week. Um, I didn't pick up on that. I think it was, I think also wrote a review that was like 90 minutes into Raw. We finally got a decent match. Oh, it was uh, Cesaro and yeah Ricochet because there was no action in the ring that was really anything worth. Right? It. No, there was. There really wasn't. Going back to the whole thing, this is your answer to AEW's double or nothing. Well, here's the thing. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like you don't need to have a whole lot of wrestling to even have a great show. Just not tell, at all. But you need to tell a story. Tell a damn story. And why did Dolph Ziggler beat up Xavier Ward so long? Was it a match? Shouldn't people come down and break it up? Yeah, I, 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 really, I have no problem with that, really. I, I like what Dolph Ziggler's doing. I like it, too. I like it. I feel like Finally, he's doing something. Dolph Ziggler, anything he does is gold. Unfortunately, I'm worried about after Saudi Arabia show, he'll probably leave again. Probably. Because the only, thing, the only reason why he's there right now is the fact that Kevin Owens not going to Saudi Arabia uh, yeah. because of his friend Sami Zayn. So, so, but although the pay-per-view after that, I hear it's a triple threat. Dolph Ziggler is a fantastic talent. He really AEW? is. No, I think he goes to comedy. Okay, I'd be shocked if he goes to AEW. Honestly, I, I think he goes right into comedy. He's got so many, he's got so much other stuff going on outside of wrestling. That yeah, what's impact land here in the war between AEW? Because the beautiful Jordan Grace, who I met at the ICW event here in New York last week, she resigned with Impact. She signed with Impact. Mm-hmm. So what? I wonder what the appeal of Impact is over AEW. So I wonder if the war between WWE and AEW hurts more Impact than does WWE. I mean, let's look at it back in the day. I mean, you, you also, back in the day, you had WWE versus WCW, and they also had AC, ECW floating around. I mean, what was the appeal of staying in the ECW as opposed to going WCW or WWE? People did it out of loyalty. Um, they felt like... Didn't ECW, like, die at a certain point afterwards during the war? It did. It did die. And who knows, say, if, if Impact will die. We don't know. We don't know you anything. Shut your mouth. Or if, you shut your mouth when talking about Impact. Like you don't that. know if AEW is going to die. We don't know if WWE is eventually going to die. Never. We don't know what's going to happen. But Impact, why people stay, I don't know. Loyalty? They, they know what they're oh, going to get? Some, something that Dean Ambrose is missing, apparently. Hmm, interesting. Smackdown. Listen to the interview, bro. Biggie got attacked. Yeah. By Kevin Owens. Um, Apparently. We're assuming it's Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens says it wasn't him. Right. Was it Xavier Woods? Or was it Kobe Kingston? I don't think it was Kobe Kingston. Or was it Dolph Ziggler? Mm, I think it was Dolph Ziggler. I'm just thinking maybe this is the unofficial end of the New Day, which makes no fucking sense. But the door's open for this to be... The door is open. Xavier I mean, Woods. there are ways... To, I feel like there are ways to do it without necessarily breaking up the New Day. But, I mean, uh, I, I want to see something cool. I want to see something unique and... I feel like if we were to see the break up of the New Day, it's just like the same old, same old, like, here we go. But if if you were to do it in a way where you can keep them still together but have them maybe give a title shot to one of them, that would be cool. Something loyalists know is that even if you don't listen to the show, if you're new to the show, welcome, by the way. If you have common sense, SmackDown has always been better than Raw since the brand split. Yeah, I would say so. The women's division was far superior back in the day for the first two years. Tag team wrestling was far superior in the first two years. And that's kind of gone to the wayside. Because when Daniel Bryan came out and talked about how tag team division is awesome and how it's the best it's ever been, I was thinking, who's coming out? I couldn't think of one tag team. Except the Ascension. I know that was going to happen. Totally forgot about Heavy Machinery. Right. Because there's no other tag. They're not, they're not doing anything with that tag team division on both Raw or SmackDown. So or the... was it with the... the... The War Machine? No. The oh, Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders. What about them? What happened to them? <laughs> what, man? I or, think... Authors of Pain. What happened to them? I think one of the guys is injured. They're a great tag team. 
I just couldn't think of one tag team, and it's just it's sad to see how they're great. Uh, you know what I was thinking the other day? What happened to Na- Shinsuke Nakamura? Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev are a tag team. You're right. What happened to them? Did we talk about them in the show? Shinsuke don't care. Apparently, he's just collecting a paycheck now. Are you saying him that doesn't care? Or is no, he just- did you talk about this? Yeah. The rumor is, the report is, he's, he knows where his position is in the company, and he's just showing up, collecting a paycheck, and going back to the beach in the pool and living his life. It's all about the money for him. He doesn't care about his championships. I or- mean, he he is older now. I mean, like he's paid his dues and he's he's getting paid to do what he loves. So I guess if that's the case. Why not? We'll see him probably forever. I mean, he'll be at the company forever. He wants to wrestle again. I'm assuming we'll see him in either AEW or Impact pretty soon. Right. Another good article I read. I don't know what I forgot where I read it, but it was funny how they mentioned how WWE is no longer going to be issuing releases. Right. Well, after what happened, I yeah. can't blame them because. People would ask for the release. They were granted no problem. Like, All right, take care. Good luck in your future endeavors. Right. Which IE means you're not doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck in Andes. So now people ask for the releases. There's legit threat, hyped threat, not legit threat yet. But so I, we won't be seeing any more releases anytime soon. And that's something I didn't think about. It's a good point. Which is why I guess they had uh, Vince McMahon had that um, that meeting with Sasha Banks, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, apparently, I guess now we're going to see her this summer. I'm done with Raw SmackDown. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Any predictions? What do you see happening next week? What's he happening with the Super Showdown coming up in Saudi Arabia? I think right now, I mean, it's, uh, it's hard the, to tell. One thing I do want to mention is Evolution is one of my favorite factions of all time. Yeah. I was so hyped about the Batista Triple H angle heading the Mania. Mm-hmm. I heard it's going to be Triple H versus Randy Orton going into this Super Showdown thing. Which is great. I, I saw the video package they did and it was phenomenal. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was love the packages. Package. Yeah. I'm like, these guys have great chemistry together. I love it. This, this match is going to be awesome. Right. But they're not doing anything on the show was to promote this show. They're not. But uh, someone, like, I, I tweeted about, like, these uh, packages they're doing, like, how awesome it is, yada, yada. I, I really do think it's going to be a great match. And uh, someone did uh, at me. Uh, don't at me. Uh, but <laughs> they at me at... Um, my reply with that and saying like, hey, you know, it'll be even better if they had a build to this, a story to tell. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they don't really need it. You know, we, if you think about it, they've had such a long history. You, you see that, you see the uh, these packages like, man, they really, they've had their story to tell. You know, and, and they're going to end it at Saudi Arabia. And it's weird. They're not hyping it as that. It was Triple H against Undertaker, the Great Square Rumble. Right. This is the last time ever. They're not hyping it as it's the last time ever. It's just they're not a marquee no. match. And it's weird. It was announced, what, two weeks ago? Undertaker versus Goldberg? Right, and there's no build for that. None. And finally, Goldberg's going to be a SmackDown, though, this week. Undertaker's going to be in Raw. Not together. I just feel like this is a cluster F. I don't know what's going on. But do you plan on watching Super Showdown? Not live, no. Last year, talking about it in the show, I felt, kind of felt embarrassed. And humiliated because I, as an adult, I took a sick day to watch the Greatest Royal Rumble. I'm not going to do that twice. I'm not going to do that two years in a row. I don't plan on watching this. I, I learned my lesson. I am judging you so hard right now. Yeah, from the guy wearing a polo shirt. It's anything else we're going to talk about? Name brand? We um, Gap Kids? No, I don't wear a Gap Kids. What? What do you? What's your knock hey, on my polo shirt? You want to go home thoughts so I can drink some more? Do some karaoke? My my go home thoughts. What's your knock on my polo shirt? <laughs> It's a hard transition then to my go-home thoughts. Last week we took off. However, a tradition on the show, every year 
I pay homage to Owen Hart on his anniversary of Over the Edge. We missed it this week. We can't pay homage to him because it's past, but it's still a tragedy. It's still a moment I'll never forget. Recipes Owen Hart. Biggest fan. Love you. Do you remember the night Owen Hart passed away? Were you watching it back Absolutely. then? Absolutely. I watched it. I watched it live. What are your thoughts on Owen Hart? Huge fan of Owen Hart. I, I think he's one of the best that never won the, the WWE Championship. You know, I, from what I've heard the stories, they, he was a great human being as well. And it, it is sad what happened. I, I remember being shocked seeing what, what happened live. I mean, you yeah. see Jim Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. I think they were introducing a, a match of Go, uh, Godfather and was, Goldust, was no, it? No, it was Godfather versus Owen Hart. Was it Godfather and Owen Hart? That's what yeah. it was? At, during the video package. They were showing a package, right? That's they were what setting was? him up for dangerous. Yeah, right. And okay. So, I mean, thank God and, it happened during the... And then you hear, oh my God, yeah. right before the package. You knew something happened, yeah. And then their reactions to it, it's, you knew something was up. Like, this is this is not normal. Something's weird. Something happened. This is not part of the story. I think they even said that, too. Yeah, it's really sad. And But, you know... um, I, you know, think about it. You know, I was a kid watching that live, and thinking about it, I was just like, "Holy cow!" You know, Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross—they don't get enough credit. They literally watched good point, yeah. A friend, a colleague, die in the middle of that ring. Jerry Lawler actually got up to go to ringside, to the game. right? Yeah, I'm getting chills thinking about this, and kept on with the whole show, with the rest of the show, because it was like what in the middle of the card. This happened. Yeah, they still had early in the card. Yeah, they still had a whole show left to go. I, kudos, I mean, yeah, of course, kudos to everyone else that still performed and did their thing in the middle of that ring. Especially, I think it was two matches to the end, they announced he passed. Right, 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 yes. But keep in mind, they had time before that match, their match and after match to go out and, and uh, go in the back and cry or whatever. Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler had to stay on. They had no breaks. True, yeah. And they had to keep going. Good point. Like someone I never talked about, yeah. MVP to both of them. Like I am bowing down to both of them. Because okay. imagine, imagine me and you doing commentary of BWF, and and we see like someone die in the middle of that ring, in in the middle of the, the middle of a card, and we gotta keep going. It's funny because I've been talking about this every year for the last three years, and I never took that perspective on it until you just talked about it. Yeah, I never thought about that. That's amazing what they did. Amazing, and like. Jim Ross in an interview about that, like if if uh, he has regrets about keep going or not, if they kept going or not, if they should have ended the show, he, he still says it's a hard call to make. You Very know, hard call. You, you still have a, you have contracts to honor, yada yada. Advertisers to fill. Right. But at the same time, you, your friend just died. Yeah. You know that ring. We saw it. Very sad. What about respect to his family and everything? You know, it, it, it is a hard call. As I'm listening to you talk, that idea just popped in my head might be the first instance where I realized the impact it had on my life because I cried for those full two hours of Raw. Beginning again, I was nonstop crying. I have no problem admitting that. I think that's when I realized what an impact wrestling had on my life because this guy I've seen growing up died, and I feel like I, I lost somebody too. Huh. I never met him. Wow. I don't know who this guy really was. Right. I knew the Rocket. I knew the Blue Blazer. I knew right. High Energy. I knew the Nugget. The Black Heart. Yeah, I think this is when I first realized the impact wrestling had on my life. That's amazing. I never thought about that yet. That's amazing. I, I feel like, I felt I felt something similar when Roddy Piper died. Really? Yeah. I I was on set, and I I, I got the blast uh, the blast on my phone. Roddy uh, Roddy Roddy Piper died. I just felt so sad on set. I can imagine. So sad, and, and I I shared it with some people, 
some people are just like, who? What? Who's who? Yeah. One person got it, like, Roddy Piper? Oh, I remember him. Not really a wrestling fan, but, like, remember hearing that name. And it's just like, no, no one could relate what I was going through. I'm like, this is even more frustrating. You don't get it. Oh. Like, this guy gave a shit. <laughs> like, yeah. he he's a guy that would cry when he found out someone, uh, when another wrestler died. And he's a guy that admitted that he's not going to live long. That he's probably next. It's just so sad. God bless my parents for indulging me in my, my wrestling passion growing up. They sacrificed so much so I can watch pay-per-views. They had TV shows they wanted to watch. There's poor DVRs, right? They, right. Oh, this Sunday. Oh, but uh, so-and-so's on. Oh, okay, I guess, I guess I'll watch it inside. You know, they mm-hmm. just they didn't give a fuck. They let me do whatever I wanted. They indulged me wholeheartedly. Same with my parents, too, come to think of it. So respect to them. When Rowdy Piper, they didn't watch Wife Swap. But when Rowdy Piper was on Wife Swap, we watched it together. That was a great Wife Swap. <laughs> and they, they fell in love with right my mother fell in love with Roddy Piper. Yeah. Because her wife swapped. <laughs> so you, you see a different side of these guys. Right. But I remember that. Me and her watching Wife Swap together and she fell in love with Roddy Piper. Dude, no joke. When Ric Flair was um was with the TMZ broke out of Ric Flair might die. I, I almost lost my shit. I was like, I, I can't So what do you do about Ric Flair? Dude, no joke. I told my I told my fiance if Ric Flair dies the day of our wedding wedding's off, we're done. What'd she say? She thinks I'm joking. Like, like Ric Flair, if Rick, the day Ric Flair dies, I, I'm going to be legit in mourning. What are the odds, though? I wonder, what are the odds of that happening? Of what? Ric Flair dying on my day of my wedding? Yeah. It, it can happen any day now. I mean, for all I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, know, he, I mean, he looked great in the YouTube video, yeah. but I, I, I saw him at uh, WrestleMania. He didn't look great. I love Ric Flair. I hope Woo! he lives forever. Yeah. So far he is. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, indeed, yeah. yeah. Anyway, upcoming, June 28th, BCW presents Summer on Smash as the official podcast. Looking forward to that. Back to the Bronx. Leaving the fucking Queen. Go back to the fucking Bronx. That sucks. Don't bash the Bronx. Yeah, the Bronx sucks. We're going to the Bronx the whole time. Yeah, the Bronx sucks. Ain't fucking Queens. All Queens right. is their one. All right, Queens, boy. Hey, hey. what is, is someone coming to Yonkers? Because Yonkers sucks. Why isn't there a show like New Rochelle? Oh, wait, there is. MLW. <laughs> is there really? MLW, MLW is their home base in New Rochelle. That's their home base? Yeah. That's cool. Impact's coming to Queens to the Melrose Ballroom on June 5th and 6th, I believe. I think Outlaw's going to be here on June 6th as well. So a lot of good indie stuff coming up. Again, I say this each and every week. If you have a free weekend, go on Google. There's a wrestling show in your neighborhood. Definitely check it out. Definitely support the indies. Including AEW. AEW's not indie. Okay, whatever. You can't they, call them indie. They have a one show. Who cares? By the Come out sh- support the indies. Come out to support LAW, BCW, BWF. We, we There's a whole bunch of them that I can't, I can't even think of right now. Speaking of BWF, this, by the time the show airs, the show would have passed. But we'll be making our third appearance as commentary at PWF. Right. Spoiler alert, we're going to kill it. We always do, my man. If you're still around, if you don't get kicked out because the, your boys are gone. But if you maybe be an adult and stay on commentary, being impartial. We can't make any promises here. <laughs> That's the way I like it. Any go-home thoughts for you, my friend? <clears throat> any go-home thoughts for you, my friend? Oh, well, I'm actually going to be working on a project over the summer in between my wedding called Freedom. It's a web series I worked on these past couple of years. Now we're doing a movie version of it. Oh, shit, good for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So uh, I'm very excited about that. That's what, That's all my go-home thoughts. <laughs> Your wedding? You want to talk about nothing at oh, all? Yeah, I do. My wedding's like in 
By the time the show airs, like four weeks. Yeah, how you feeling? Ready? You ready for this? Oh my god! Whoa! Wait! Wait! Hold on! Wait! Four? Yeah! Wow! It's four weeks. Because I've been a part of many weddings, and I know how grooms feel when the talk is ticking. Oh my god! Are you ready for this? Am I going to be on the show again before my wedding? Maybe. Yet maybe once. Dude, this is getting real. Hold on. Whoa! Wow! You're freaking out. You're right, buddy. No, what? I'm good, dude. I'm good. You do not look good. You're sweating right now. <laughs> I can't believe how soon it is. You know, it's just like there's just so much to do. Like, I'm freaking out, man. Uh, I think you need a drink. Like, I, no, no, it's not anything against my fiance. Like, yeah, I fine. think people are going to take this the wrong way. It's fine. I love my fiance. We're, we're good. We're solid. Wink. <laughs> this is nothing. Wink. I feel, I think any single girls are into me right now. Are, are, are hearing this? Like, oh, I have a oh. shot. You're very egotistical. But no, like it's. I, I, I'm just, there's a lot to do, man. I, I still have a lot of shit to do. You walk down an aisle and say, I do. That's all you got to do. No, it's more than that. Like, I wish it was that easy. Are you getting married at the venue or in a church? At the venue. Sorry, are you doing the whole, like, reveal photo shoot? Yeah. We we actually, we just talked about that today, me and my fiance. I, we had to plan out a whole timeline with the photographer and the limos. So we have to make sure they line up. Are we going to have pictures with the parents at, at the place we're taking pictures at? Or is it going to be at the venue? God forbid we miss our cocktail hour. Oh, man, we can't have that. Like It's just a lot. There's a lot. People are not sending in their RSVPs on time. Are people staying at the hotel? Are they not staying at the hotel? We're going to have to pay for that. Yada, yada. Oh, by the way, fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? They call out all the single ladies to the dance floor for the okay. garter belt. For the bouquet toss. Okay. They still do that? What's next? They call the single guys out for the garter belt toss. Right. Whoever catches the garter belt puts the garter belt on the winner of the bouquet toss. Yeah. You guys doing that? No. Okay. Because we're, there's no one single at our wedding. And, you know, I'm six foot six, almost 300 pounds. I'm like a brick house. You're almost, you're, you're almost 300 pounds? Yeah. Really? I don't look it. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. <laughs> So well, all that happens is I pull the same shit every wedding. I stand in front of everybody crowd, put my hand up. Right. My hand up is like, what, seven and a half feet, right? Probably. People always push me to the back. The groom will throw to my sides. You know, they fuck with me because, you know, look at me. Right. I got disqualified this time. How did you get disqualified? The DJ came up to me, said the groom says I'm disqualified. Why? Bullshit. No, that's discrimination, man. Yes, thank you. I got discriminated against. No. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. They can't do that. Well, I said it my last wedding for a while, I, and I got disqualified for the first time ever in my life for being tall. That is heightism. Yeah. Well, and I'm a victim of discrimination. You're right. Can someone get me a... I'll shop it on the phone. Are, are you okay? Do you want a hug? No, because the guy who caught the garter belt was nobody really knew. A little weird. Yeah. But the girl who caught the bouquet, we all knew, and her boyfriend was there. Okay, he was not. He was not pleased because I was planning on catching the garter belt, throwing it to him. I'm a nice guy because I'm a gentleman. We're, we're not a dying breed. Aww. Yeah, but this is this, too nice. This guy fully embraced his role of putting a garter belt on a complete stranger. I've seen people do that. Put on a good show. My my boy Carson. What's up, Carson Nehoff? What's up? What? Um, Editing that out. <laughs> no, my boy Carson. He did something really cool at uh, with the garter belt with a stranger too. He so, made a show out of it. It was fun. Everyone I caught a garter belt once because the girl who caught the bouquet wanted me to because she was a lot of creeps and her boyfriend wasn't there, so she trusted me. So I caught the garter belt. 
and I put on the show. You know, I gave I gave her a lap dance. I you know I put on the show. I yeah. kind of actually stole the show from the groom. That's how it's supposed to be done. Exactly. But no, this guy. Uh, I got disqualified. So fuck this guy. I'd be pissed I got, too. I got disqualified. Unfucking believable. For being tall, I didn't ask to be tall. Thank you, God, for letting me be tall. It's like Andre the Giant. Did he ask to be a giant? Yeah. Did he get no. disqualified from weddings? I'm sure he did. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Your favorite actor. dot com revamped. Shot wrestling's on there. Satsujin squads on there, right? All, all, social, all my wrestling stuff is on there now. All the social medias. All my social media stuff is on there. I keep it easy. I keep it clean. Okay. How's the beard thing working out for you? you keeping it? No. Wife went out, huh? No, no joke. Like so, I uh, this started off. I, I I have a pretty much like a beard right now, but it started off as like a, a light scruff this five, morning. Five o'clock shadow. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, this thing grew in. And plus, I got like I was outside like the whole Memorial Day weekend. I got burned and everything, so it's, it comes out a lot worse than what it is. Shaving tomorrow, man. I'll be clean shaven for uh, BWF. So welcome back, buddy. I mean, probably won't see you for a while since so you have a wedding shit to go on. So. Uh... Au revoir. God bless. Dude, you're, you're making Shalom. me like, feel weird right now. Well, I'm not invited to your wedding, so I can't cover the wedding. I'm not being there. You're your best friend. Uh, I just feel like kind of insulted still. We built a rapport over the last couple of months, and I'm not invited to your wedding. It's insulting. Wow. Tell me how you really feel. Okay. <laughs> My fiance is the heel here, okay? Throwing her under the bus, okay. She is the heel. I, not chivalrous hands, at all. Not chivalrous at all. My hands are tied. What, what am I Whatever. I guess I'll do BWF by myself. You're lucky it's the same day as your wedding. It's li- literally the same day Still as thinking wedding. about getting a hotel room, though, and crashing your after party, but you told me you won't be in an after party, so I don't know. There is and there isn't. I mean, like... There, there, eh, we, that's a rehash. Let's get, let's get a drink. Okay, fine. So for Mark Schwann, for Picky Sanchez, I've been your host at Mark J Party. Until next week. Party, yep. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last, last call, call at, at the, the bar. bar. Oh! All right, everybody, we have made it. To the end of the episode, and it's last call. We're still here with El Presidente, Carlos Pinky Sanchez. Now, Pinky, this is rapid-fire questions. The first thing that comes to your mind is the first thing you should answer. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. What is your favorite adult beverage? Uh, Red Stripe. What is the best home-cooked meal that your family makes? Oh, man, that'd probably be the, the bacon, eggs, and pancake with toast. Mm, Good old you're a, breakfast. You're a breakfast guy, huh? Yeah, that just comes. just you know, it's rapid. I can go. It's all. It's always good. Everything's good. I get fed well. <laughs> what is the worst job you've ever had? Oh man, working with my uncles. <laughs> Why? What did they do? They made me do stuff that I had no business doing. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Construction or yeah, septic tanks and shit. And that case is horrible. Oh, literally. Man. Literally. Well, they always say never work with family, right? Yeah, yeah. What oh, is no, your definitely don't. What is your favorite karaoke song? Oh man, my favorite karaoke song probably uh, either Return of the Mac or uh, <laughs> was other oh or, or, or Kiss. I was made for loving you. <laughs> mm. Who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Uh, that'll probably be like Hulk Hogan or or Bret Hart. Uh, what is the best feature on a woman? I I I'd say the eyes. Okay. Got it. She has some nice ass eyes. It's all good. Well, we're talking about the beautiful eyes. How much do you tip for a lap dance? I, I I've never I've, I've never bought a lap dance. I've always been gifted one. Okay. But, uh, I'd say I'd say. Would tip. you tip? What do you have to tip? Hey, I'm asking the questions here. Would you oh, tip? I, <laughs> would I tip? Probably not. <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve 
in the wrestling business today? Oh, man, probably just people on social media trying to bury each other over stupid stuff. And finally, what is one wrestling promotion that you've never wrestled for before that you would love to wrestle for today? Um, Man, I'd love to wrestle for Ring of Honor or PWG. Who knows? It's probably a million that I would love. Well, listen, I'm sure we're not too far away for seeing you in those promotions coming up very soon. So thank you very much for joining us on A Shot of Wrestling. And I'm pretty sure I'll be seeing a lot more of you. Thank you. All right. I hope so, too. (laughs) Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>